Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today, 863-285-3815. New year, new changes from the IRS, plus there are updates from Social Security and Medicare that need to be on your radar. Today we'll go over updated contribution limits for your retirement accounts, what to expect from Social Security, and so much more. This is going to be a great show. Glad you're here with us today. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services and Sebring. And Philip, lots of new changes that the new year is bringing us. Uh, Looking forward to this conversation today. I hope you're doing great. Doing well today. You know, it is um, heading into 2024. You know, it's always changes, right? There's yeah. always changes to <laughs> all these different numbers when it comes to Medicare, when it comes to Social Security and right. IRA and retirement contributions, all that kind of stuff, you know, gets a new new look usually heading into the new year. And it's no different this year, Jen. Yeah. And I know, you know, we have had years past where it was a significant change in in tax policy or, you know, even changes in RMD ages. We, we've had a number of things uh, changing up on us throughout the years. So uh, always good to bring everybody up to speed on the latest and what's going on. Um, let's start with contribution limits for our retirement accounts. I understand uh, the IRS has made some updates there. So, uh, Philip, tell me, what do we need to know as far as what we can contribute this year to those those 401ks, those IRAs? Absolutely, Jen. And those things change whenever there's an inflation number that gets applied to those numbers. Yes. And when they hit that plateau, some of them it's $500. They have to get to that $500 mark before they they raise them. Some of it's $1,000 before they raise them. So, so this time we've got some $500 increases when it comes to 401ks, 403bs, and most 457 plans. Now those are deferred comp plans. And then the the TSP, that's the thrift savings plan through the federal government. Mm-hmm. And so those have all increased from $22,500 in 2023 up to 23000 in 2024. So a $500 increase. That, that you can now sock away an extra $500 towards your retirement. Now, when it comes to IRA contributions, Jen, those are going up by $500 as well. They were $6,500 in 2023. They're going up to $7,000 in 2024. And then, you know, you get that IRA contribution catch-up provision if you're over 50. And so that did not change this year. It's $1,000. So if you're over 50, you can now contribute $8,000 to an IRA. So, so that's a nice little bump in, uh, in contributions that you can make uh, for this, this new year. All right. Good, good to always know the latest on what's going on with, with what we're able to save for retirement. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, different different changes here as well. Let's talk about Social Security changes. This one, of course, is not about uh, what we're able to save like those last changes were, but certainly important to be aware of the the latest on Social Security and what we can expect from that benefit here in 2024. Yeah, Jen, you know, last year for 2023, Social Security participants got a huge increase. Um, yeah. And I will say 2024, they're still getting an increase, just not as big as it was in 2023. Uh, however, it's 3.2 percent, which is bigger than usual. If you take sure the averages, so it is a, a nice little bump for them. They say that the average retiree will now get about nineteen dollars a month. That's about sixty dollars more than what they were getting before, um, and that's if you are at the full retirement age, right? Mm-hmm. When you started taking your Social Security. Um, a couple of other changes that we look at down the road is that uh, we we see that. Um, High earners, those people that kind of max out that that limit when it comes to Social Security wages, that number is going up another eighty four hundred dollars. Oh, wow. So now you pay Social Security tax on the first one hundred and sixty eight thousand six hundred dollars. So, so a little bit of an increase there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing we saw was um, 
when it comes to full retirement, those people that kind of have maxed out their earnings credits um, throughout the year, those people, if they wait till full retirement, and that's the key, right? Wait until yep, full yep. retirement age to pull your Social Security. You know, in 2023, they would have gotten $3,627. They get almost a $200 increase. Okay. Uh, in 2024, the maximum in 2024 will be $3,822 for that full retirement age benefit. So, so again, that's a, a, another increase in Social yeah. Security so, so there's some things there that, that I think are important to sure. remember. The one thing that hasn't changed, Jen, mm-hmm. is at what point do you have to start paying tax on your Social Security? Okay. Those thresholds started in 1983. <laughs> they still have changed. Wow. In 1993, I think they got, their, well, there was some more provisions put into it, but those numbers have not been adjusted for inflation. Wow. Yeah. So, so more and more folks on Social Security are going to pay tax on their Social Security in 2024, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good point when you talk about some of these areas where we just haven't seen a lot of changes over the years. Um, but, but Philip, in, in general, when let's just talk really quickly here about Social Security and how to be strategic about this. H- how do you talk to people about when they want to start taking or, or when they should consider taking their Social Security benefits? And how does that fit in with your your core retirement design that, that we talk about on this show every week? Well, Jen, honestly, when we sit down with folks, they 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 have an idea when they want to take it. Okay. And and so we look at those different alternatives that are available to them when we walk through our core retirement design process and we look at the income planning portion of it because that will tell us if they need to really wait a little bit longer than they want to to take that Social Security. Because folks' mindset is, I want to take it as soon as I can because I'm afraid it's not going to be there. Sure. Folks, uh, you know, I, I know that people always talk about Social Security running out of money. But if you think about it, there's always going to be something there. Because if not, there'd be a major revolt in this country. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's a big part of people's retirement planning. And, and so I think that that it, it really plays into our our income planning process. That's how we look at it and show people, hey, look, if you wait just a few more years, here's what it could mean to you. And, and they end up making the ultimate decision, but we just try to educate them on what the advantages are and the disadvantages are to, to waiting. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that I think that makes sense. And, you know, one other thing I, I wanted to ask you about as far as some of the, the changes that we're seeing here, similar to Social Security, Medicare. Um, I, I know we have the latest numbers on where to expect increases for Medicare in 2024. Um, it, there there are going to be uh, so, some little increases in the premiums, but um, the IRMA charges, income-related monthly adjustment amounts, this is one of those areas that can ding a, a lot of people. How can we be strategic with our income and retirement? So we can avoid some of these things like those those higher surcharges on our premiums for Medicare, because that, that's a big concern for people. It really is. Well, it is a big concern. And the problem is a lot of people don't even really know it until sure. it's too late. Mm. Um, and so it's an area of concern. If you're hitting retirement and you decide to take a big chunk out of your IRA, that can be a problem. Yeah. Um, for a single individual, if your income is more than one hundred three thousand dollars, whether that's because you sold a piece of property or you took extra money out of your IRA or your 401k, you end up in a higher bracket for IRMA. So now you're going to have to pay more for your Medicare Part B. Now, for a married couple, that number is $206,000 is where that adjustment starts. But when it comes to Roth conversions, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you have to be mindful of how this IRMA plays in to that planning process. Because man, it can sneak up and ding you really quick. And it is not a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so let's let's talk a little bit about for people who have questions about what's going on with my Social Security. Um, what what do I need to think about as it relates to, you know, my my Medicare and retirement? Walk us through what's going on with this core retirement design process that can help us find a few more answers. Absolutely, Jen. So, so when we look at our core retirement design, we worked hard on that a couple of years ago, putting that that plan together. And so, really, it processes through 
how much risk do you have? Because risk is important. The older and closer you get to retirement, it becomes a vital, important piece of the whole retirement planning process. We talked about earlier, taxes. Taxes are big. We want to make sure that we are being tax efficient in our retirement planning process, paying the least amount of taxes over your retirement lifetime. And so that's important. We know taxes are going up in 2026. And so we want to be mindful of that in that planning process. And then finally, in our core retirement design, we want to design that retirement income plan. So many people hit retirement and they just don't have a plan in place. That's why we design the core retirement design to help people have that income plan in place. They know where their income's coming from and they know where it's coming from at the right time. So again, folks, to get, schedule your core retirement analysis, give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. A um, couple more changes I want to ask you about here um, in this first part of the show. Uh, the IRS has announced an increase in the interest penalty on the on the underpayment of estimated taxes. And, and this is one of those things, I, I don't know that it impacts everybody, but certainly, Philip, people who are self-employed, uh, people who aren't having their, their taxes withheld with from their paycheck, uh, working for a company, they, they are probably needed to be paying attention to this one, right? This is a big deal, Jen. Um, you know, the, the penalty for not making your estimated tax payments has gone from 3% to 8%. Oof. I'm going to tell you, that's a huge jump. Yeah. Um, and that will be painful for some folks that don't make their estimated tax payments. And because their mindset is, well, I'll pay it at the end. You know, I'll, I'll make the money on that money. The IRS doesn't want you to do that. They're going to charge you a significant penalty if you do not make estimated tax payments. If you're a, you know, a self-employed worker contractor, any of those types of folks, you have a partnership or an S-corp that, you know, that money comes in and hasn't been taxed, that can be a big penalty yeah. uh, in 2024. And so you need to be mindful of that. The sooner you pay what you think you're going to owe, the better off you're going to be. Um, and, and the caveat is, is that if you owe more than $1,000, you are going to be subject to this estimated tax penalty. So, so make some calculations and determine what you need to do there. Wow. Yeah, it's certainly one of these areas it, where we want to be proactive. And and I know we're just about out of time here in, in this segment, Philip, but just talk about the value of being proactive rather than just getting our taxes done. And, and as you're saying, saying, OK, well, I'll just take care of this at the end of the year. It really pays to pay attention and to be proactive here on our taxes. It, it does. It is important to be proactive in a lot of areas. Right, Jen? not just taxes, but also just in the planning for your retirement. You know, think about it. You need to be proactive. Nobody's going to do it for you. You need to make the phone call mm -hmm. to schedule your time to walk through our core retirement design. Let us help you design that retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement analysis. Again, that number is 863 285 3815. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We'll be back with more insights from Philip coming up next. Hi, this is Philip. From our family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought, whoa, what happened here? Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for Uncle Sam, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815. 
Firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Time to retire right. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. Let's talk a little bit about some of the topics to put on your retirement planning list. Now, Philip, I I love lists. I love checklists. I'm one of those people who at the end of the day, if I did some things that weren't on my list, go ahead and put them on there just so I have the satisfaction of checking them off. (laughs) So (laughs) this is really up my alley when we start talking about our retirement planning list. But, you know, I I don't know if this happens to you, Philip. Sometimes your your to-do list can get kind of out of control. It can get a little bit overwhelming and then you just kind of check out and you shut down and you start avoiding the things on your list because there's there's just too many of them. So we don't want to overwhelm our listeners today. We want to keep it simple. Let's do this. I'm going to challenge you, Philip. Just give me three things. What would be your top three topics for your retirement planning list? And then we'll work from that for the rest of the show. All right, man. So you don't you don't you don't want me to give you the whole you know <laughs> two three pages no, I have on my do, legal pad here. We don't want to be freaking out about this. No, <laughs> that, those are, that, that definitely overwhelms. I used to I used to keep checklists, um, and you know you get two or three pages and it's like ah forget it. So now I write down five things I need to get done today, and that's it. Works much better. But uh, but hey, let's talk about three things that we need to make sure that we have buttoned down when it comes to retirement planning. Mm -hmm. And those three things are going to be income because when you retire, you lose a paycheck. Two is going to be healthcare slash long-term care because we don't know our health is not guaranteed. You can be healthy today and not tomorrow. Um, And then, uh, and then this next one's a big one for me, um, Jen. It's one of those things that really, I don't think enough people, um, pay attention to, including advisors out there. And okay. that's taxes. Oh, and that's taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. I think taxes are overlooked and we underutilize a lot of the tools that are out there that folks could be using right. um, going into retirement. Okay. All right. So those are some good ones that we want to put on our list. Just tell me a little bit about why this is your top three. Why did you put these topics on top of your list for planning for retirement? Well, I, I think that they they go a long way to um, certainty and, and folks, when they retire, they, they want certainty in their life. Sure. And so, you know, income, knowing where that income is going to come from every month, having that income plan in place. Well, that, that, that gives you financial certainty. I, I know it's going to be there. I'm going to get it. Healthcare. That is some uncertainty, right? We, we've yep. got uncertainty there. We don't know uh, what tomorrow holds. And so we, we need to have some plan in place to deal with those healthcare issues should they arise. Maybe they don't. Maybe we, we get through retirement and, and the end of our life and we don't really have any major healthcare setbacks. And, and that's great, but, but we need to have a plan in place in case we do. Mm-hmm. And then taxes. I believe that we are in the lowest tax brackets that you and I will ever see. Um, and so now is the time to be proactive, not reactive when it comes to taxes. Mm -hmm. And and I think there are some strategies out there that folks don't pay attention to that could be utilized to, to put them in a better position, not necessarily today, but in 10 years Mm -hmm. when I believe tax rates are going to be skyrocketing. So let's talk a little bit about um, how having a, a, a true retirement income plan, what you would put together for somebody's an income plan, how is that different from recognizing, Philip, I have some of these different places where my money is and I'm just going to take withdrawals at a time that I think makes sense. Talk a little bit about the difference between what, what you would describe as a true income plan and somebody who's got a, a bunch of different things that, that, that they just want to take money out of <laughs> when they get to retirement. So here's my analysis of that, right? So, so I, I call that the income plan versus the junk drawer plan, because that's what folks have, right? They have a bunch of stuff. If you open your junk junk drawer at the house, there's a bunch of stuff in there. It's all useful usually. You know, there's batteries, there's wrenches, there's tool, you know, there's there's uh, screwdrivers, all stuff that you 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 may need, and they're there. 
but there's no plan on how they get used. And, and I call that the same thing. So people have a lot of stuff. They have a lot of products. They have mutual funds. They have annuities. Um, they, they have brokerage accounts, but they don't have a plan. And so that plan puts them all together and says, here's the, hey, here's how they're all going to work together, right? Because we have IRA money. We have non-qualified money. What's the most tax effective way? Well, I see so many people say, well, I'm just going to take it out of my IRA over here. Well, sure. maybe, just maybe that's not the most tax efficient way mm-hmm. for you to be taking money out. And, and having that plan in place helps increase that efficiency when it comes to taxes. Because most people, the majority of their money is in IRAs, retirement accounts, taxable money. And so we want to sprinkle that in with non-taxable money and try to eliminate as much as we can when it comes to taxes. Mm-hmm. And folks, that's why we help create what we think is the best thing you can have when it comes to retirement. And that's an income plan. Mm-hmm. So many people do not. I mean, statistically, it's out there. People do not have a retirement income plan. They may have a financial plan that they did 15, 20 years ago. Sure. That's outdated. Hmm. You know, it's not going to mm-hmm. give you what you need now when it comes to that income plan. And so putting together that income plan really, one, it makes people think about what am I going to need? What are my true expenses that I, I need to cover? And and then when are we going to take Social Security? Because that plays into the whole role, right? I, I was meeting with a guy the other day. He's a, he's a younger younger gentleman, and he wants to retire in 10 years. So he'll be in his early 60s, and he thinks he wants to take Social Security. And, and I look, and I ran the numbers. We put together the income plan, and, and literally, Jen, if he waits until he's 67 mm-hmm. to start drawing a Social Security, even though he's taking out the money he needs from 62 to 67, he literally ends up with more money at the end of 40 years in his accounts than if he started taking it at 62. Really? So it's running those numbers and knowing what those numbers mean for you that make the difference. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's why income planning is so important, folks. That's why we developed our core retirement design to walk you through that process, to put you in a place that you can make the right choices so you have the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863 285 3815, or you can go to our website at com. sign up for your 30-minute phone call. It's that simple. It's that easy, folks. Don't go into retirement without an income plan. 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is the president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. If you have a healthy balance in your retirement accounts, great job. That's what we're all trying to do. But a healthy balance isn't an income plan. We'll get into that a little bit more on the other side of the break. Stay with us. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought, whoa, what happened here? Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for Uncle Sam, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co-host Jen Rizak. 
Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. Uh, talking today about some of the items that need to go on our retirement planning checklist, and income is certainly one of them. And Philip, just because you have a healthy balance in your retirement savings account doesn't mean you have an income plan like we were just talking about. You still have some work to do, and one of the things you need to think about is is um, preserving your income from some of the different risks that are out there. That's an important piece of this, Philip, rather than just having your money parked in a bunch of different types of accounts. Talk a little bit about some of the risks we need to be aware of and what can we do to help preserve our income from some of those risks. Absolutely, Jen. You know, I mean, the stock market is a pool of risk assets, right? They, they move up and they move down. And we saw a couple good years where they moved up nice and, and, and we've seen a year where um, they've given back mm-hmm. and nobody knows what the future holds, whether they'll be up or down over the next 12 months. Right. So we need to incorporate not just stock market investments. Now we need them. Don't sure, get me wrong. Sure. We, we got to have them. I, and I see people all the time that don't have any, and that's a mistake. We need to have that to help facilitate growth mm-hmm. and to help through the inflationary periods of time. Uh, but but we need to sprinkle in some other vehicles that are going to be more principle protected where we don't have to worry about losing the money we put in there to stop market risk. Um, and for us, I mean, we'll, we'll use index annuities. We'll use life insurance. I mean, all those things come into play to help preserve the asset. And so not all annuities are equal. Not all life insurance is equal. There are certain kinds that have principal protection. There's other kinds that don't. Mm -hmm. And so you need to know the tools you're using in that toolbox to make sure you're using the right ones for the right thing at the right time. And, And that's really what we kind of specialize in is that that expectation of, okay, we're in retirement or we're getting close to retirement. How do we need to set that plan up? Mm-hmm. to make sure it's going to work for us in retirement. All right, that that makes sense. What about what about risks fill up like healthcare costs? I know having a plan for healthcare is one of those things that we want to be thinking about. We've got that on our short list here today. Healthcare costs are projected to cost hundreds of thousands of dollars in retirement. The the latest estimate from Fidelity says the average 65-year-old couple can expect to spend over $300,000 throughout retirement, and that doesn't even include long-term care. So how do we prepare for that one? You know, it's funny. I keep looking at that number, and it's in the, I think in the last three years, it's gone up $65,000. It keeps going up. Um, yeah, it <laughs> keeps going up. And, and I get it because Medicare keeps raising their premiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, Medicare supplements keep going up. Um, so, so all that gets added into that healthcare cost, right? Um, so I think this one, you need to make sure that you make the right decision when it comes to your Medicare options, mm-hmm. right? If, if you're heading into retirement, you're 65, what do I choose? You know, do I use an advantage plan? Do I get an old fashioned supplement? You know, those are questions that you really need to look carefully at and make sure that you're going to make the right choice for your health situation going forward. The other thing that you mentioned was long-term care, right? Mm-hmm. That The numbers they talk about in the Fidelity study don't even include long-term care. Right. And we can't go into retirement without at least having some plan in place for long-term care. Now, you know, there's a lot of different options out there. We'll talk about those in a little bit. But but, but we need to have a plan in place. And that's crucial as you head into retirement. What are some of the options? Let's go ahead and get into that. What are some of the options for addressing those long-term care costs? I know it, it's pretty different for retirees today than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago, right? It is. Uh, there, there are some more options, but let's just talk about the old, you know, the old tried and true option, right? Number one is... You've got long-term care insurance. Yeah, just standalone right? long-term standalone, care policy. Okay. Long-term care, you, you go, you buy it, you pay for it. It's expensive. It's got different things. You know, b- back 20 years ago, you could get a policy that um, was lifetime. 
right? You have a lifetime benefit. Man, it is tough to find a lifetime benefit now. If you do, it's a Cadillac policy. It's it's pretty expensive, right? Right. right. And so now we're seeing times where they have a three-year or five-year benefit period for that long-term care. But it's an option, right? Mm -hmm. It's something I think everybody should at least look at to see if it makes sense for them. So the other tools that are out there is um, a, a couple. One is life insurance. So there are life insurance companies that have developed life insurance contracts that will have a long-term care rider or benefit within that contract. Um, and so this is a great option if you're thinking, I'll never need it. But if I do, I've got it. If I don't, my kids will get the, the money when I pass away. Now, the, the benefit is, is it's there if you need it. The, the downside is, is if you need it, it reduces the death benefit which only makes sense, right? So so that's that's an option there. There are annuities that have long-term care riders on. They're made for long-term care. Um, same thing there. You know, if you have to use it, well, it's going to reduce the value of that annuity to your beneficiary. So, so that's another option. Lastly, you don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Well, because that's an option, right? right. We, we do that. I suppose, yeah. Uh, you need to understand what happens when you make that choice, right? What it puts your family through, what you have to do, you know, what it takes to qualify for Medicaid, mm-hmm. um, you know, what you have to get rid of, what you have to spend down. I mean, there's a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to that. And so people need to understand what that is. Folks, if you don't know where you are when it comes to long-term care, it's just one of the areas you need to look at. Give us a call at 863-285-3815, and let's just have a discussion about that part of it. That number again, 863-285-3815. Philip, let's talk about one of the other items on our list here today, and that is taxes. Um, This seems like a pretty significant one, an important one to talk about. How often do people overlook taxes as they're planning for retirement. Seems like we think about it during tax season, but not necessarily in the context that you like to talk about it. Now you're getting to where I like to talk. That's right. So, I thought you might so like here's that. here's the deal, right? So it is important and it is always overlooked. And, and that's sad because I see people wasting tax brackets and, and it's, you know, I wish I, I sometimes say, well, I wish you'd have seen me three years ago. You know, we could have wiped out that IRA and you'd have paid no money on, no taxes on it. Um, and so we still try to do that for our clients. We we run the numbers and, and we'll sit down and we'll put together Roth conversion plans because now is the time. Because in 2026, taxes go up. So we've got a short window to do a lot of work in. We do have a short window to do a lot of work in, and it's getting it's getting even shorter. I was glancing at the calendar as you were saying that. <laughs> it seemed like so, uh, Philip, it wasn't all that long ago that it seemed like, oh my goodness, it will be so far before these tax rates change, but it's just getting closer and closer and closer. And, and I just think it's so important that we recognize that. And Philip, especially when we're having this conversation about the difference between uh, tax planning, thinking long-term ahead, thinking about when these tax rates expire versus just getting our taxes prepared every year because those are two totally different things very different things so tax preparation is just that right you take your stuff to somebody they prepare your taxes and say hey look you're getting a refund or unfortunately you owe money one or the other right um the the other case is being proactively planning doing tax planning means i'm putting out a plan for the next I don't know, three, five, sometimes we go out eight years of planning to help reduce the overall tax bill, not just to the individual, but to the individual's whole family. What does that look like? Because folks, when you retire, your biggest asset 90% of the time is your IRA. And with the, with the Secure Act 1.0, when you pass away, your kids are going to inherit it and they've got to liquidate it within 10 years. And most of the time they are in their highest earning years, meaning they're paying their highest taxes they're going to ever pay. And now they got to add more on with your IRA they just inherited. So there's some planning there. It is important. People don't pay enough attention to 
doing tax planning. Everybody out there wants to get your money, invest it. They don't want to take the time to do the planning to make sure that you pay the least amount in taxes over your lifetime right. as possible. Are there some things we might consider that could help reduce the impact of, on, of taxes on our overall retirement? There, there are. I mean, especially now that they've extended that required minimum distribution to age 73, right? So it gives us a little bit more time to run Roth conversions and and not have to take out the required minimum distribution as well because you can't roll that into the Roth. Yeah, there are some tools out there that folks need to be aware of. They can use what's called a QCD. That's a qualified charitable distribution. Um and that saves folks a whole bunch of money. Now, there is some criteria, right? You got to be at least 70 and a half before you can use that tool. But that's a huge tool. Um, another tool is um, some charitable giving outside of the IRA. So there are tools that can be used. You need to know what they are and how best to implement them. Um, and so that's really a, a focus that we focus on now because I just feel like there is a sense of urgency given the expiration of the Trump tax law changes, um, mm -hmm. you know, at the end of 2025. So that that's 2025. That's the last year Boy. of these uh, tax brackets that we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's getting so much closer. Like I said, when when this first passed, it was the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. And it seemed like so many years until these tax rates would expire. But now, oh, my goodness, it's just getting closer and closer. Philip, just real quickly, walk us through the process here as you're helping people have this conversation and, and do some of that analysis as to their situation. And how do we how do we map out our path forward? Walk me through that real quickly what this looks like so so our process is pretty simple right first we want to have a 30-minute conversation with you whether that's a zoom meeting a telephone call a couple reasons one we want to make sure you're on the right path that we can actually help you map out the retirement you always dreamed of second we're going to get together and we're going to run a couple different things one we're going to look to see how much risk you have in your current portfolio two we're going to run some cursory Roth conversion numbers to see what makes sense for you and how much money you could be saving your whole uh, family by doing some Roth conversions. And then thirdly, we're going to make sure you have an income plan in place to make sure that you're going to have the income that you need in retirement. 863-285-3815 or statlerfinancial.com. There are so many big decisions you have to weigh as you head into retirement. Coming up in our retirement yay or nay segment, the pros and cons of retiring without leaving an inheritance. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hi, this is Philip. On behalf of everybody here at Statler Financial, we want to wish you a safe and happy holiday season. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought, whoa, what happened here? Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for Uncle Sam, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co-host Jen Rezac. Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show. I am Jen Rezac, happy to be here alongside Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And there are so many big decisions that you have to weigh as you head into retirement. So what we like to do here on the show, take one of those big decisions, really dive into the pros and cons. We call this retirement yay or nay. 
And uh, I think we'll have some fun with this week's topic, Philip. It is leaving an inheritance or not to leave or not to leave an inheritance. There you right? go. Yeah. So. Depends on if you're giving or getting. Probably. I know. <laughs> I think I think so too. Uh, so here's here's some research that I did. I thought this was kind of interesting. Do you know who Daniel Craig is, the actor? Please say yes. He play, he yeah. played James Bond. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He you got to tell me what they did. I, I, know, I, I know. I know. Quite distasteful. You have to have his accent. Think about his lovely Scottish accent when you think quite distasteful is how he describes the idea of leaving his children an inheritance. There's a bunch of celebrities and who've come out and publicly said they are not going to do this. They're going to. They're they're not going to leave money to their kids. They're going to give it to charity. Daniel Craig's quote is: "Isn't there an old adage that if you die a rich person, you failed?" And he says he plans to get rid of it or give it away. Uh, Gene Simmons of KISS, he's not going to leave his kids penniless, but he doesn't want them to become rich off of his money. And Warren Buffett says relatively little will go to his three kids. He's going to leave uh, $2.1 billion in stock to their philanthropic organizations, but the bulk of his fortune will go to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So <laughs> so the, the Gateses are going to do all right off of Warren yeah, Buffett. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> man, I'll tell you. But, so I find one thing a little interesting there, right? Sure. So, um, especially Warren Buffett's, right? He's going to leave $2.1 billion in stock to each of their yeah so the kids right? i mean they're all doing all right <laughs> they're yeah. they're gonna run it right and and i'm sure they'll get paid for running their own sure. organization so so it's not like they're gonna starve to death right it's uh and so uh, yeah it's one of those things it's uh, but you know it's you got different people have different opinions on yeah. what they want to do what they want to leave to uh to their kids or their grandkids right so I mean, it's it's obviously a personal choice um, as to what they do, but it is interesting to see wealthy people and and their take on leaving uh, inheritance to their kids. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite ones, real quickly before we move on into the pros and cons, Gordon Ramsay, the chef. He yeah. he does not let his kids ride in first class when, when they travel. They have to sit and coach because he's like, they haven't worked hard enough to earn this. They, they're they not. And I think it's it's Shaq who reminds his kids, we're not rich. I'm rich. Not you guys. <laughs> so those are those are pretty good. Just keep everybody grounded. Just keeping it real. So, but you're right. There's there's no wrong answers here. This is you know a matter of personal preference and and personal beliefs. But just kind of interesting to see some of these trends with some of these uh, ultra wealthy people and celebrities and what they're planning to do with with their money. Okay, so let's get into the yays and nays of leaving an inheritance. So. If you do want to leave an inheritance to your heirs, let's talk about some of the things that you ought to be thinking about, Philip. What are what are some of the the boxes that we want to check if we're on the yay side of this? There's quite a few that I think people need to really and truly consider before they start giving away, you know, Mm-hmm. all their money and, and one thing we should kids, right? we should say really quickly also you are not an estate planning attorney and this is not legal advice we're not doing that right now i just want to that's right be yeah, following absolutely. the rules right. and yep. whatnot okay now <laughs> yep. now so, go yeah. now i can go huh? <laughs> now <you're> okay <laughs> so so first thing is you need to you need to think about yourself uh you need to think about your income needs mm-hmm. what am i going to need an in income for the rest of my life and you know, folks, listen, if you're 65, very well could be a long life ahead for you. And so let's don't get short-sighted and start giving away too much too soon, not knowing, you know, that the end could be 20 years down the road still. Um, and so that's one thing I think we need to make sure that, that we ascertain what that looks like before we start making gifts to our kids and grandkids. Second is, we need to think about taxes and inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, both of those things are going to go up. Uh, inflation may be up and down. Taxes, I don't see any way that they are not going to continue to rise over the next 20 years. Yep. Given yep. interest rates going up, given our debt. I mean, there's just so much headwind there that, that I, I don't see anything that, that's going to stop that. 
Um, you, you need to look at healthcare costs for yourself because that, as a retired uh, individual, will, will end up taking a huge chunk of your income. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're going to have enough there to not just cover your health care, but what about if we have an unexpected illness? Um, not just for you, but I know a lot of times, hey, look, if, if one of your children has something, you know, unexpected illness, well, you're going to want to help that person. So we don't want to just give up too soon on our own account. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the tax implications that we're leaving behind. And then I think that the other thing we need to make sure we're looking at is, you know, what about a legacy? Mm-hmm. What, who do you want to leave it to? What is your plan for that legacy? Right? Are we are we just going to give away the the quote the exclusion? Are we buying life insurance? Are we putting money into a trust? What are we doing? What's the plan? Mm-hmm. Let let's don't just you know willy nilly and say okay I'm going to leave all my money to my kids and and do without which I see that and that's not a good thing. Right. We, we want to take care of ourselves. And if there's anything left, the kids get it. But let's don't go through retirement without because we want to make sure the kids get it. And when it comes to legacy planning, there's a, a, a several different avenues out there. Right. Gifting on an annual basis. The trust, like I said, to avoid probate. Uh, retirement accounts, you know, with Secure Act. Um, it changed some stuff. Yep. And so, you, you know, there may be some better ways than just leaving your IRA to somebody by using some life insurance to, to make sure that they get tax free money because the retirement account, they're going to have to take it out in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and let's face it, when they, when you die, they're probably going to be in their higher tax, you know, higher years of earnings. So they're going to be in a higher tax bracket than you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple good things to to keep in mind there. A lot that we want to be mindful of, a lot that we need to be considering here. And Philip, let's just talk real quickly um, before we move on to the other side here, before we move on to the nays um, and that side of the the debate here. Talk a little bit about your process for helping people discuss all of these things, not only what's going on with our our ideas for inheritance goals, but, but some of those other areas of preparing for retirement as well. Well, I think a lot of this lends itself to the income planning process we go through because because that's the key, right? If, if Because then you can see where your income is going to be. How much am I going to have left at age 100? Mm-hmm. What happens if I if I do some gifting now? We can we can throw that into the mix and say, okay, look, I'm going to give, you know, 50 grand away to my all my grandkids. And so what does that look like? How much is that going to deplete your assets? And so that's all part of our core retirement design. Give us a call, 863-285-3815 to schedule that 30-minute no-obligation phone consultation. 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is the president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And I am Jen Rizak alongside today talking a little bit about retirement, yay or nay, to uh, whether or not to leave an inheritance. That is the debate. That is the question that we're talking about here today. Let's move on to the nay side. You don't plan to leave an inheritance for your heirs. If that is not a goal of yours, Philip, uh, what are still some things or some potential options for what to do if you don't spend everything down? Well, I think that one's a little easier, right? Because it's it's pretty simple, right? We can use charitable bequests within our trust or within our wills. We can name charities to get whatever's left. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty simple. Um, name a charity as your beneficiary on your IRAs, your mm-hmm. retirement accounts, mm-hmm. even life insurance policies. Um, you, you can name the charity of your choice as, as a beneficiary or split it among others, right? Uh, so that you got multiple beneficiaries attached to them. The other thing you can do is establish a charitable foundation yourself. Now that can be a pain. So now there's these things called donor advised funds, hmm. um, which is another option that allows you, they're called DAF in, in short, DAF. And so that's a pool of money that's managed by a charitable organization and you tell it who to grant money to. So it's invested and you can say, hey, look, I want to give 
uh, $10,000 to my church and they'll send $10,000 to your church. I want to leave $1,000 to the girls and boys club. It'll send $1,000 to the boys and girls club. So, so that's another option there within that. Uh, obviously, you can also use a, a charitable trust um, for gifting. That helps create some income while you're alive and then leaves the remainder uh, to the charity uh, of your choice. Uh, the DAF, that, that, that donor advised fund, once you give it, it's theirs. You can't take it back. There's no income coming off of it. So, so that's another thing you need to take into consideration. Uh, the other thing you can do is within your IRAs is use the QCD, the Qualified Charitable Distribution, mm -hmm. where you can start giving money out of your IRA. Now, you do have to be 70 and a half before you can do that. Okay. You can't just do it because you want to do it. You have, there's an age requirement. You have to be 70 and a half before you can start using that provision of the tax law uh, to give away money out of your IRA. So Philip, as we said earlier, and it's, it's good to know all the different options here, um, there are no wrong answers here, right? Whether or not you plan to leave an inheritance to your loved ones, that is entirely up to you. No wrong answers. But whatever your wishes are, having a plan in place is important because those things will not happen without proper documentation, proper plans in place. So it's really important that we have these conversations, Philip. Just walk us through some of the, the, the things that we need to think about. About as we're approaching retirement, especially in regards to our legacy plan and other areas of preparing for retirement? Well, if we want to do legacy planning, um, you know, there's a lot of different areas that we can focus on, uh, different ways of funding it, right? And so that's where I think you need to work with somebody that, that has all those different options available. What if, you, you know, I, I want to support charities or and, and through a donor advice fund, how can I do that? We can help you with that. What if I, I want to leave, you know, a big chunk of money to, to my kids? How can I do that? And we can help you devise that plan. You know, that's, that's all part of the process of, of working with somebody that has the ability to, to really, all the tools that are out there, have access to them. Look, if you're not sure whether you're a yay or a nay when it comes to leaving inheritance. You don't have to decide now, but you need to decide soon. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. Let us help walk you through that process to help you decide which side of the coin you're on there. That number is 863-285-3815. Give us a call today. Let us help you solve the yay or nay issue when it comes to inheritance. 863 285-3815. Thanks for joining us today. This has been the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. That's all the time we have for this week. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip, and we'll talk to you then. Information provided during the Statler Financial Radio Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. All investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No strategy is guaranteed to be successful. This radio show is a paid placement.